This episode of Neighbours is supported by Beamly, the social and content network for TV. Check out Beamly.com. This is Neighbours, the Neighbours recap podcast. We are live from the PirateNet studios and you're with Vaya and I welcome back Kate at Remude. How are you going? Yay! I'm really good. <laughs> you are back post-baby bump. I post am. Post-baby. It's all going really, really well. Little um, baby Madge is here <laughs> and she's, yeah, she's perfect. So, And I just held her and she's amazing. <laughs> and I didn't want to do this. I just wanted to sit for an hour and hold her. No. We could have recorded that. We've, we've um, made her go out with her dad at the moment. So yeah. we won't be hearing a little um, cry in the background, but that's okay. She'll, she'll come back later. She doesn't have any opinions yet. No, no. <laughs> but I am concerned that maybe her first word may be munter. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not Lou. Oh, good God. No. <laughs> Lou's pretty easy to say too, so you've got to be yeah. careful. <laughs> now, bits and pieces have happened. You've been you've been watching all throughout pregnancy, birth. I did not miss an episode, so <laughs> I'm still I'm quite au fait with what's been happening. And by goodness, there's been a lot. Yes. So we'll jump into episode 7101. Look, baby bombshells. The... Foxtel blurb says Amber reveals to Paige that Josh could be her baby's father. Bailey behaves badly. Cracks begin to show in the cycling group. Look, I'm wondering, are the cracks in the frames of said bicycles? (laughs) Or are the cracks of the plumber's variety? Oh, yeah. (laughs) In the rear end. (laughs) Now, the baby bombshell. So we left the week before on the note that she was pregnant. Preggers and... And look, to be honest, as someone who has been very recently pregnant, yeah. um, the dates don't add up. Not at all. She, she, the wedding was like in Neighbours timeline eight days ago yeah, or something. Yeah. So the, the wedding night was the same day. They fell down the well. They were down the well for three days Yeah, let's tops. say three days. Then um, dead dad got killed on that third day. As they pulled them out. Then they had the funeral and then they went up to um, Manor. Let's a few say days. for another three days. Yeah. So we're talking maybe just over a week, maybe yeah. maybe 10 days tops. And obviously, it's been a couple of weeks for us because we've seen bits of yeah, one yeah. day spread out over a couple of days. So it really, it just doesn't add up that you'd be getting a positive pregnancy test. No. And and so we start with Amber talking Paige through the fact that she's, she's having this flashback to the wedding night mm. when she thought Daniel had ditched her. And where do you go? You go to your honeymoon suite. That's not going to make yeah, you no, It's a little bit Miss Havisham. Top yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She may as well have stayed in the dress. Yeah. And that's where Josh goes to comfort her. Yeah. Ooh. Icky. Yeah. Ooh. Like, that's selfish. Selfish. Oh, yeah. Look, it's look. It's 100% the story, Josh. He's not actually um, displaying any new characters no, there. He, yeah. he hasn't even waited for her to get in contact with her fiancé to see what the go is. He's just jumped on into and the sack. the fiancé's with his twin sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, all, it's all creepy as yeah. hell. So then we have the next flashback in the hospital waiting room um, when they've discovered Daniel and Imogen down the well and... Mm. Back in the waiting room, she says to Josh, oh, it's all good. He's given me this ring. He didn't run off on me and do the dirty. So, wedding's back on. Sorry, yeah. mate. Ooh, orcs. And he's like, oh, no, I'm happy for you. I just want you to be happy. He's yeah, well, clearly, well, he's got his end in. He's exactly. Happy. That's exactly it. He's all like, oh, my head's clear now. <laughs> and my problem is, so this is like two days later, she's in a hospital. She could get the morning after pill right then and that, there. That's one thing that really irritated me about this whole situation where, yeah. um, you know, the biggest issue is who's the baby daddy. It's no. not that an 18-year-old is pregnant and, um, you know, her family is really popular. She's at uni. Maybe and they should be looking at other options there instead of raising this child. And educating these kids to manage their contraception. <laughs> so, okay, fair enough. They might not have had condoms in the honeymoon suite for whoever walks in <laughs> wanting to That's have a true. go. Yeah, uh, unlikely. But Assuming she's on the pill yeah. with Daniel. So, firstly, there's one level of contraception in place. Yeah. And secondly, if you sleep with someone who's not your fiancé and then you find out, oh, my fiancé's all right and he yeah. still wants to marry me, maybe just pop over to Dr. Carl or he's in London or whatever. Pop yeah. over to the reception oh, desk. I don't know. Look, even just go into the city, go to one of those, like, anonymous clinics and, you know. They- even even that, in that early on, it's just a pill. Whatever exactly. you want to do to manage that situation, it's a tablet. Exactly. So, we're not talking – she's not in the f- – like second trimester. No, no, that's the thing. It's just, it's a 
bunch of cells. That's oh. it. And, you know, maybe maybe we're getting a little bit too it's into It's getting heavy. It's getting real. <laughs> but seriously, Amber's an idiot. Amber's an idiot. We, Daniel's an idiot. We're venting And our Josh is an idiot. And, and they yeah. re- not, none of them should reproduce. This is why we have the problems we do in the world, because idiots have babies. It's another dark day for Erinsborough. <laughs> Full stop. So, oh, I, you know what? I, actually, my tweet at the time was, yeah. "Wouldn't it be great if it was uh, Robbo's ghost who was the the daddy, and it was like a ghost baby, zombie baby? Yeah. That could be the next part of Neighbors versus Zombies, zombie babies." <laughs> All right, now Josh and Daniel have now bonded. Josh is happy because he's had a go with Amber. Yeah, yeah, and. Daniel's happy because, you know. Oh, well, he's a half weird. He doesn't know what's yeah. going on. I don't think he ever has negative emotions. The sun's shining. He's good to go. Yeah. So they're becoming pals. And so Josh drops around to see Amber and Paige takes this opportunity to warn him off her. She's like, I know what you did on the wedding night. I know Get what you did last here. summer. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and look, it's a gross day when your brother has had sex with your sister. Ew. <laughs> Poor old Paige, like, because I disagreed with a lot of what she said this week, and maybe this is I need to cut her some slack because she's just probably Paige, feeling Paige ill. Paige is still gold with me this week. I'm, I'm still <laughs> fine with her. She's dropping truth bombs around the traps. That's okay. She's giving <laughs> terrible advice, and we'll get to that. So, at this stage, Amber's just walking around on eggshells because now her her ex that she slept with and her fiance who doesn't know are buddying up. Yeah, yeah. Now, everyone on the streets getting fit. We're going into autumn winter. People are like, yeah, it doesn't seem right. This is more of a springtime activity yeah, than autumn. But like, let's get ahead of it. Let's not yeah, put yeah. on the winter weight. Actually, let's just let's just front foot this. Maybe in the weird and wonderful world of Erinsborough, where the seasons follow the UK seasons, yeah. this, this makes more sense. For sure. <laughs> so they're all getting bikini ready. And we've got the walking club. We've got Susan, Georgia and Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. And Georgia and Sheila seem to be on quite good terms at the moment, don't they? Yeah. They, they hang out and have coffees yeah. and stuff. And... I don't think they ever quite resolved the fact that Georgia told her to butt the hell out of her yeah, life. Exactly, but hey. Yeah, <laughs> And what concerned me was that Sheila was in a caftan. And <laughs> if you're wearing a caftan in Erinsborough, that can mean only one thing, and that is that you are pregnant. Well, look, that would be a miracle, a an Easter miracle. <laughs> I, I think, look, I just think what's happened is the wardrobe department had to buy up big on those caftans yeah. for Sonia, and now they've got stacks of them. Exactly. So they've gone to the nearest the, a buxom lady, the nearest buxom lady, and said, "Here you go. Yeah, take your pick." <laughs> and now Susan spots Bailey with the cooking sherry. Oh yes, <laughs> grieving Bailey. No one's helping him out how to work through no, his grief. No. So he's turned to the bottle, and he's been hanging out with old shitbag Parker. Yeah, Jaden, who you know trashed Sonia's nursery and broke the juicing machines. No, he didn't break them. He hid them. Oh, he hid them. <laughs> Yeah, so they've been hanging out down the park near the murder rotunda, getting on the booze. Because Jaden's like, oh, an underage drinker. We will be friends. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and let's go and throw eggs at the cop cars. And the mural, that mural that... Yeah. Like, why are you egging Look, he's, the he's, side of a wall that belongs to no one? He's a rebel without a clue, really. Why did you even... Did they go down to Coles and buy two dozen eggs? Like, cause there, But there isn't a Coles in there in Spire. They would have clearly Harold's. had to have bought them at Harold's. I just imagined them, yeah, we're going to be rebellious. We're going to damage property. Oh, first let's go get to the shops and get the eggs. <laughs> Free range. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it gets too far. They start like I, getting well, on the turps and um, shitbags starts paying Bailey out about his dead dad. Yeah, which is a bit harsh. Pretty look, yeah. pretty harsh. I mean, good on you for hanging out with the guy when he needs a friend and he needs <laughs> to drown his sorrows. And he's got a bottle to share. But like, lay off the dead dad gear. Yeah. So then, of course, Bailey lashes out and they start brawling in the middle of yeah, which was everywhere. Kind of amusing, to be honest. Yeah. But then it, then it flashes over to Susan looking aghast from the Lassiter's Bridge. Yeah. And one thing that really struck me was that, like, Susan looks like Bailey will look like in about 40 years. They've got the same hair, same wardrobe. They both rock a pixie cut. Exactly. <laughs> so, she, yeah, she's seeing a bit of herself in Bailey. Is that what your theory is? I think so. But she was she was appalled. And considering she's the local principal, you know, she's Bailey's principal. If I was her, I would have just marched over there and, like, picked him up by the ear. Yes. And taken him down to his mum. And uh, she could have marched shitbag over to Sue Parker. Yeah, yeah. Said, rein your son in. All right, and then, of course, while the walking club is a walking, the bike club is a biking. Oh, God, that bike club. Look, it's... Oh, it's just gross. Yeah, like, we just don't need... We just don't. 
oh, need no. it. It's, look, there's children lives. watching at 6.30 and nobody needs to see Luke Carpenter in Lycra. No, least of all the rest of the members of the bike club who don't want him around because he's holding them back. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty harsh. I mean, there'd be a lot of elderly citizens in my community and I'd be happy if the younger folk were mm. to take them under their wing and help them get a bit of exercise. You know what I can't understand? Why don't they just go on extra rides without Lou? Where they ride fast. He doesn't have to come on every bike ride they go on. Yeah, let's do a Sunday leisurely ride. Down to the waterhole. Down to the waterhole. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6am. Exactly. That's that's when we'll go, the full distance. So, yeah, and poor old Lou, he can't cope. And the walking club find him zonked out on a park bench. He looked really bad. Look, it wasn't, it wasn't good. He, he, it was kind of, it was a weekend at Lou's, wasn't it? <laughs> it was just kind of propped up there. <laughs> he was going to do the rest of the week with um, Sheila just doing his lines for him. Yeah. But her first reaction is, is he dead? And she uh, didn't seem too fussed if no, that look, was the case. <laughs> so they wake him up. He limbers up and says, oh, no, no, I'm good. I just needed a break. I'm good to go. And he shuffles off. Mm. And I don't think he can actually get on the bike because I don't think we we only ever see him wheeling it along. Exactly. And you know what? He he rides off, and it's clearly the same spot where um Dead Dad was working in Damato's um clothing factory. Ooh. It was you could see the security gate in the distance where um Dead Dad was doing his security gate. Well, that's a terrible spot to run a dodgy operation if it's the public thoroughfare exactly. where the local walkers and cyclists are. <laughs> I know. Well, look, hey, it's Aaronsborough. It's not that big. <laughs> There's only so many available spots. I don't know how Rain managed to secure a spot for her commune <laughs> if <laughs> there's not that much <laughs> land to go around. So then we, we find Lou again at the cafe. He's tucking in and Carl suggests, what if you do some other kind of exercise that's not that's, this? That, that is cold, Carl. Yeah. And seriously, Lou needs to do all the exercise he can. Yeah. You're a doctor. You can see that. And so don't just leave him in your dust. And then Nate's the one who finally bites the bullet and says, Lou, you're holding us back. That's yeah, no. just the facts. I like, I do really like Nate. He's blunt. Yeah. <laughs> and I like him in comedic settings. Mm. And then this is the most hideous part of the week. So Lou starts getting chest pains. Mm. And they think, oh, no, we've, hurt, we've offended him and now he's going to have a heart attack. But then he just belches. Oh, yeah. And you could tell it was a real burp as well. Yuck. I mean, like I'm all for method, but not when it comes to bodily functions. <laughs> you know, that, that is just, he would have brought it. People would have been applauding afterwards. The camera crew, the bloody yeah. camera crew yeah. would have been encouraging that yeah. behaviour. And so there are about three or four burps. Yeah. It's like five minutes of five yeah. minutes of dinnertime television is Lou burping. It was gross. It was like yeah. three pages of the script <laughs> would just lose burps. Yeah. Look, I don't know how that resolved the situation, but it did. And then... Well, it was just indigestion. Yeah, Luke's yeah. like, all right, fine, I'm not fit to join you guys. And so Carl's consolation for him is, you can design our routes. Oh, yeah, because he had a book. Because we don't have the internet these days nah. to um, tell us what bike it's, routes that there and are. And he's put in all this work. Yeah, he bought a book. Yeah, like <laughs> Nate's probably got Map My Run or whatever. Exactly. And the cycling <laughs> equivalent is. So that's his consolation. I'm like, you assholes. Let, yeah. Look, guy hang out with you and get fit. Oh, but they did kind of resolve it because they said that he could meet them at that cafe in Anson's Corner where you've you got all those delicious pastries from. Great. They're going to make yeah. him more unhealthy. Yeah, so he'll drive there and they'll just – they'll ride there. Is that is that the – I think so. Yeah. And then he'll design the route while they're having coffee. Oh, the route, eh? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the only exercise he's going to be getting. Now, and then we finished Monday with Carl throwing shade at Susan's walking club and saying it's not real exercise, it's not going to get you fit. And Susan is like, well, I'm going to challenge you and uh, I bet you I can lose, I can drop more weight than oh, you. Oh, was it body fat? Body, oh yeah, I can drop more body fat than you by walking than you can by doing your cycling. Susan doesn't have that much to lose, to be honest. No, she's in great shape. Yeah, look, hey, it did quite ring of a ceramic pig, to be honest, the old walking versus cycling. <laughs> Why don't they just both do a triathlon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get the swim leg happening. Josh can sort that out. Oh, actually, yes. Perfect. It could be like a team event. Yeah. <laughs> Relay. So, and we didn't hear anything of that all week. So, I guess we've yeah. got that to look forward to. Great. Yeah. Um, and then into Tuesday. Tuesday was pretty epic. I think it was my favourite ep of the week. Okay, yep. Mainly because of Imogen. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Which we'll get to in a moment. So the first thing that happened on Tuesday is that Susan comes to warn Lauren um, that her son is on, on the he's on the terps. Yeah, he's gone off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Lauren's first reaction is, why don't we call Sonia? No, Lauren, you call a counsellor. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure there's some sort of grief counsellor attached to the cops from the police union or something like that. Yeah, you could get it for free. For free. At the very least, you get six sessions for free. Yeah, from any doctor. Like Carl. Carl could prescribe it for free. So, Sonia, that's her answer. Then she changes her mind and thinks, no, let's call Drab. He, he might need another man to talk to. Oh, nobody ever wants to speak to Drab. No. He's never offered anybody <laughs> any good advice ever. Never. So she calls Drab in. Tarage isn't happy about it. And in fact, her reaction is, I want to, they call Sonia. Like, I'm like, yeah. stop trying to encourage people to see oh. an ex-drug addict and assume she, she knows is what- equipped to manage these issues. She's not. No. Of course, they bring Drabin in as an epic failure and um, he tries to give Bailey some motivation and cut his mum some slack. Mm. And Bailey, of course, lashes out with, you're not my dad, butt out, okay. stop uh, hitting on my mum. Hang on, question. Whatever happened to his running club? Because surely that solves all <laughs> ills. Exactly, actually. he That would have been the perfect way to get them both together. Yeah. Let's have a running session. Let's just run out these bad feelings. But that's how he solved Jaden, shitbag. Well, maybe that's why Jaden's being a shitbag. Exactly. He's, Be- he's he's off the runners. Yeah. Back on the booze. It's school holidays, maybe. There's no time for running clubs. Oh, so all these, all these kids are falling off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have this amazing line where Bailey screams at Drab and says, it should have been you. Because Dad can't oh, yeah. push Drab out the way. Oh, look, to be honest, as much as Bailey annoys me, yeah, that's true. It should have been him. It should have been him. And fair enough. Great moment. Loved it. Yeah. Look, Bailey has been acting his bum off this whole week, hasn't he? <laughs> there's a lot of emotion. There's yeah, a lot of feels. Because we know he's leaving the show as well. So he's just clearly got to get mm. all his all his emotional beats out all yeah. at once. <laughs> and speaking of emotional, we have Paul who's suffering from phokemia. And you can tell he's really sick because he's wearing an impressive range of fine knitted jumpers this week. Yeah, he's he's gone the full when you're when you've got a cold in the middle of winter. Yeah, and you get all your daggy jumpers out and yeah. you sit on the couch. That's what he's gone for. He, he's looking truly decrepit. <laughs> now he's having this existential crisis. Yeah. He's got to write his letters to his children to tell them about his illness. Yeah, that's not real. So he's going to write to Andrew, and then he's stalling because he doesn't want to write to his long lost love child. Amy. Amy, yeah, who, look, to be honest, she wasn't in the show very long back in the early 90s yeah. or the late 80s. I don't remember her, but look, I'm not surprised she exists. And we have come across her in our Google yes, Google yeah. travels. So it was. I, I thought it was quite impressive that they remembered her and put her yeah. in. Now, Amy must be, I don't know, around our age as well. She's, she'd be getting right. on. Okay. Because I guess 20s, but sure, we're in the 30s with Amy. Yeah, I reckon. Right. Yeah, I think she would have been born in the mid-80s, thereabouts. Yeah, I can't wait to meet her. We've got to meet her, surely. You know, she could maybe she could hook up with Brennan or she'd have kids, you'd think. Ooh, yeah, we could use some new young blood. Grand Paul, (laughs) we could use some Robinson spawn. Yeah, yeah. so obvious kids. So there's Amy, there's Elle, there's the triplets. I mean, the other the boy triplets. Well, one of them's dead. Cam's dead, but Rob, Rob, he's he's in prison somewhere. (laughs) And then Andrew. So it's not that many letters he's got to write. No, and yeah, look, he could just email Andrew and Elle. And what I loved is that he says he's got to tell Daniel, but then he kind of doesn't get around to it. Yeah, like, I don't know, you've got other nieces and nephews. What about um, Hannah? Does he have to let her know? Oh, Hannah. She's in Darwin too, isn't she? Maybe she ran into Munter. Oh, I don't know. I, thought, I, I, think, thought, I think we need to discover what happened to Hannah. I thought the Martins moved to the Northern Territory. Yeah. So then he's talking it over with Naomi. She's helping him through this and she's giving him encouragement and telling him he's really strong and he's really brave. And then mm. she just has this moment of weakness and gives him a kiss. That was a strange moment, wasn't really it? Really strange. I mean, look, I've been wanting a bit of a romance to occur between them, but it was didn't seem right. CJ particularly messaged me as soon as it happened and was like, mm. oh, my God, this is amazing. And then all <laughs> I could think of was he's been vomiting on her for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not appealing. Look, I was I was more into shipping them back before she got together with Brennan. Yes. And Brennan's, like, clearly quite hot compared to Paul. And a great match for her. Yeah. Though he is a little bit pathetic. I do like, you know, Paul's touch of evil makes him more interesting. No nonsense. So, look... And then, of course, she's got to go home to Brennan and pretend like nothing happened, which mm. we'll get to on Wednesday. But, yeah, like, imagine when they kissed, he'd be like, mm, you taste like old man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and spew. Gross. 
What's that smell of mothballs? It smells like someone's old cardigan. And you've got that dog roaming around as well with all of his fluids. Who takes that dog out for toilet breaks? Well, it's Naomi. But that dog is a tubby dog. That dog eats yeah. a lot. It'd be getting through a fair bit of waste too. Well, that's half her job is walking that dog. Yeah, down the lift. Just just like praying that it's not about to drop an egg <laughs> in the lift. Three times a day, she's out in the precinct walking that dog around. So he really should have hired a dog walker as well as Naomi yeah, just yeah. to deal with the dog. <laughs> or just sent it off with with um, Daniel to live at the Turners. They need, they need a companion at this time. Exactly. <laughs> And now, over to Imogen, who I loved. Well, I still have some problems with her, but she had some gold to deal with this week. Mm. So she's getting ready because she's going off to law drinks at the law faculty, um, schmoozing networking drinks. It did look a little bit more civilised than uni drinks that I recall back in the day, which involved basically slamming down as much beer as you could possibly fit. And I think particularly the law faculty knew how to do that. Exactly. They knew how to let loose because they were they had a lot of dense materials to study during the day. At yeah, night, yeah. they would let their hair down. Exactly. They did all their kind of networking schmoozing during the day and, yeah, got on the turf. Yeah, whereas I was an art student, so we had barely any contact hours. So we were mm. just – we knew how to manage ourselves because we had plenty <laughs> of time. We could schedule our parties in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And she's getting ready to go down to the waterhole. Don't they have any bars on campus? No. I mean, this actually feels more appropriate to be in um, the off-air bar. For sure, the off-air bar. Um, so I mean, she- this is the place where their parents would be having a nice bistro dinner. <laughs> well, maybe that's what the try-hard law students of Eden Hills University are mm. tr- aspiring to. <laughs> But, you know, you would have thought even maybe the law students would have taken this opportunity to book a nice restaurant at Docklands or something. And yeah, yeah. No, look, the, the head of the um, student society, she's dropped the ball. But she does seem... She's, she's a piece, isn't she? She is a piece of work, but she was kind of awesome. I, I want to see more of her and just see her just making Imogen feel bad about herself. So Imogen strolls on up to this redhead and says, Hi, you're Samantha. You're the head of the student society. I'm Imogen. Like... Does the most unnatural introduction yeah. of a new person and it was, ever. It was so cringy, it was, wasn't awful. it? Imagine if someone came up to you and be like, oh, yeah, go away, loser. She could have gone with anything else. She could have gone, I've seen you in lectures. How are you going? I'm Imogen. Yeah. No, no. Have a bit of mystery about yourself, Imogen. So that was cringe. And then this Samantha, who, a redhead, she... Oh, she was she was asking where Imi went to high school. Yes. And poor Imogen has to admit that she went to Erin's Bar High. Look, and, I, I felt for her on that. Moment. Yeah, I know. And um, the old the law... Um, Ginge. Yeah, Ginger. Ginger just threw so much shade at that point. Which was, you know, a bit rich considering they all ended up at Eden Hills Uni. Exactly. You know, law students from um, substandard unis just shouldn't be throwing no. stones. And, look, I understand I was at uni and there was a bit of the private school cliques that stuck yeah. together. I went to a private school, but it was in the western suburbs, so it didn't have quite as much cred as the eastern as suburbs. Much social cachet. <laughs> I mean, it was well above Ed- Erinsborough High. But, um, but I'd like to – do you reckon Ginge went to – was it Eden Hills Grammar? Oh, yes. Is that where Serena Bishop went for a little while? I think so. I think they wear a hat. Yeah, the, one, the ones with the hats. Yeah. Eden Hills Grammar. But the thing is – like, it's well acknowledged that Eden Hills Uni is crap. Yeah. I mean, remember when... Um, Eden Hills Grammar wouldn't be feeding into Eden no, Hills Uni. Look, to be honest, waste of money sending your kids to Eden Hills Grammar <laughs> if they're going to Eden Hills Uni. For sure. But remember um, Dr. Dick, when um, he was introduced to the show, he asked Imi where she was going. Yes. And he's like, oh, you know, you're going to Melbourne or to Sydney? And she's like, oh, um, no. Eden Hills Uni. And <laughs> he's just like looking aghast. I think he respected Josh more for putting his hand just up to go to, or to go to TAFE. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that was great. And then at the rest of the drinks, Imogen's just a loner because Ginge oh, yeah. doesn't want to hang out with Cause, her. Because Ginger's all going skiing after after she's finished uni. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, yeah, my sister's at Whistler. And Ginger's all like, oh, there's too many Australians at Whistler. Which she's... Whatever, toss bag. Yeah, because also she said, she suggested Whistler. She's like, I might go to Whistler. And Imogen's like, my sister's been there. And then Ginger goes, it's shit. Like, well, don't mention it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't 
Don't set her up for that. And then meanwhile, Tyler, I think it's adorable that Tyler has a crush on Imogen. He wanders in looking like a hobo yeah. from the beach. Like, yeah. oh, mate, check out your acid wash he can't muscle afford shirt. New clo- he can't afford clothes. He can afford a piece of material to have a singlet. He's like the Hulk. He's just like bursty sleeves off his top. <laughs> and he's doing like one shift a week at that mechanics. And he can't afford a shirt. And where, what's the bouncer at the waterhole doing? No shirt, no shoes, no entry. Like, exactly. It's like, no, it's come He's, one, come all. He is lowering the tone. And when you consider that Imi is wearing like the most high-necked, frumpy dress you've ever seen, <laughs> it's yeah, the odd couple, isn't it? She's really rocking some outfits straight out of Frankie magazine at the moment, yes. though, Imogen. Yeah. She's, there's a lot of blouses, mm. collar, Peter Pan collars, yeah, a lot yeah. of that gear. Now, at this point, Tyler rescues Imogen. He pulls her away and takes her for a burger. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's all like, oh, you've got a phone call just to get away from Snobby Ginge. Yeah, and I, look, props to him. He's like, this is lame. Get out of here. Let's have a burg. And they have a they have a cute little chat. And then she suddenly thinks, I don't know how she has this sudden epiphany because she's trying mm. to impress the law students and getting nowhere. So she goes, well, screw it. I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and go and have fun. Yeah, I think maybe she could just go, well, you know, this is actually as boring as all she is. Yeah. And she says, well, let's hang out later. So they meet up, I think. Well, they meet up at the mansion. The mansion? To be honest, that'd be that'd be sending off my like little spider senses here going, mm, rape shed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And <laughs> Yeah, but no, they play a civilized game of cards. It's oh, yeah, all c- above board. Civilized game of strip poker. Look, it doesn't start as strip boat poker. I think it started out as go fish. Okay. And then Imogen floats the idea of strip poker. How how gross would the man shed be? I reckon it's disgusting. I could just imagine it would smell like I don't know, socks. That, yeah, the the couch would smell like old bo. But then uh. they'd be mixed in with the smell of like lawnmower fuel as well. And then Kyle's tools because yeah. he left them there. So why is Kyle leaving his old tools around? Oh, he obviously wants them to be stolen again. again. <laughs> and no one's cleaning the man shed. How, do they all have to pay rent and board for to keep it up oh, and running? I don't know. It'd be filthy, wouldn't it? It's and. We, there are many uses for the man shed. That could turn into the Dr. Dr. Nick Petridi's cancer centre, <laughs> surely. That's not going to help the sick people. That's just, that place, <laughs> they're going to need to torch the place. I would think it would be more suited to um, a psychologist's consulting suites. Yes, yes. You know, that could be... Or maybe Toadie could give up his office to turn it into a... Well, because he's been, um, he's been trading off his dining table lately. Like, that's where he's been meeting clients. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we have they start off playing strip poker, and that's where we leave Tuesday. So it's Wednesday. We'll come back to strip poker in just a moment because it was incredible. Mm. We have the kiss, Naomi and Paul, and mm. the aftermath, and Naomi hightails it out of there, out of the penthouse, back to Constable Mechanic's place, and starts laying it on thick straight away. Yeah. She's like, hey, baby, and cuddling yeah. and kissing. Let me get this taste out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And so now Brennan thinks there's a bit of weirdness going on and he thinks it's because maybe they need to get to the stage where they have to say the L word, even though they didn't want that. I know it was really dull. Yeah. I mean, the best part of this scenario is when he went around to consult with Sonia of about course, it. Of course, of course. Because that's all she does now. And he's playing with baby Nell, who's dressed as a, a pirate. pirate. It was very cute. And he had a um, pirate... Um, eye patch on as well. It was the cutest thing I've ever yeah. seen. They've obviously got quite a bond, the two of them, yeah, which is quite sweet. because they write to it. I mean, I know that they're all, they've are they got the Brennan Brothers shirtless at every given opportunity, mm. but they also have the hot guy with the toddler girl bonding. Yeah. He's doing something for a particular de- demographic, I think, yeah. as well. So mm. more of that, more of that. Now, back to strip poker. It's progressed. The game has progressed into the night. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, at this point, has his wang out. Yeah, and look, if what's a man shared if you can't hang out with your wang out? <laughs> the, Kyle should make a sign for the door. Yeah. Hang out with your wang, wang out. out. Uh, we'll put a photo. There are some great screen capping opportunities. Oh, yep, yep. And VMA should get a screen cap with, with Tyler's bottom cheeks in high definition. Yeah, that took quite a while to capture that shot. <laughs> I'll put it up on uh, Twitter and Facebook.com slash Neighbours podcast. And because there were a lot of strategically placed lampshades and tables, all the skills that they developed while hiding Sonia's baby bump, bump, baby bump. Yeah, yeah. Has, oh, yeah. They've been using to hide Tyler's wang. Yeah, it was it was kind of Austin Powers esque. Yeah, and so Imogen's in her bra, her bra and undies. She hasn't got down to her birthday suit yet. And mm. at that point, 
Oh, so she so she goes to remove her bracelet and he says, Why, what's wrong? Aren't you happy with your body? And she's like, I am happy with my body, which was comforting to yeah, hear. Yeah, it is good to hear. She's getting over her eating disorder. Yeah, I mean, could have been a good opportunity to bring it up with him and connect with him over that. But no, I think that, that might have killed the mood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, I used to have like an eating disorder. But I'm, I'm good now, I'm good. Yeah. So then at this point, Kyle barges in. To pick up his tools. Yep. Imogen dives over the couch to hide. Yeah, yeah. And Tyler just wanders around yeah. naked. It's great. <laughs> and I think my favourite line of the week comes from Kyle when he looks at Tyler and goes, why are you starkers? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very valid question. Exactly. Why yeah. are you starkers in our communal mansion? how horrifying it would be if you like, mate, at least just put down a towel. And like, we, like they just gave him the key, like, Oh, two weeks ago. Like, he just moved here. Yeah, I know. He's like, oh, well, you're a man. Here you go. Here's the key. <laughs> so Maybe he got Christos's old key. Pretty harsh. Yeah. Christos would have loved a bit of that, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe just ring up Nate. He can pop down. In fact, I'm surprised that the Gabers didn't use the man shed as their exclusive love den. Spa? <laughs> spa. That bloody spa. Okay. So it's great. Tile. T- tile. Tiles. <laughs> Tiles Ashes Kyle out of there and basically just gives him the excuse that he just likes to get in, to, in, in tune, the nud. In, in touch with his natural self. And mm. so Kyle is weirded out and runs off and then Imogen thinks it's hysterical. And then he goes in for the pash mm. and she rebuffs that and is like, not right now. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, mate, you're naked. Now's the time. But, you know, I, I think she's a virgin, though. Yeah, because I was wondering about this. Because I know she was in the tent a couple of times with Munta back in yeah, the day. Yeah, but I remember she was, like, teasing Munta back in the day. Because she was, like, when she first started, she was, like, a, a bit of a vamp. Remember that? Yeah, like, very yeah. briefly. But then it yeah. turned out she was a virgin and she wasn't ever going to do anything with him. Which, look, great decision. Because I know that they did have a night in the tent and they emerged. The night that Josh fell off the cliff oh, the next yeah. day. Oh, yeah, the cliff. Whatever yeah. the, the two ledge, two meter ledge, <laughs> he, he fell off a, a slight incline. Yeah, and I think I'm going to guess that she went to like third base with Munter in that tent. Mm. I'm going to guess Ooh. that because they emerged a bit dishevelled the next day. Mm. That's what I'm guessing. So I'm guessing she hasn't gone all the way. Mm. <laughs> so she's got enough confidence to sass around with little yeah. Brennan, but not enough to seal the deal. Yeah. And there's this hilarious moment where Kyle goes to talk to Brennan. He's like, you Brennan brothers sure are different. <laughs> you are not like your yeah. brother. <laughs> I want to know what Darren down the mines is like, though. <laughs> Who, by the way, I think is Aaron down the mines. Oh. Because I heard them say Aaron. Maybe they don't know themselves. Oh. Maybe they haven't landed on a name yet. Maybe there's also Aaron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren da- and Aaron. Twins. <laughs> down the mines together. And so the, they round off their story with... Imogen asking Tyler to hang out. You know, there's if if they get together, we've got like a new got to think of a relationship name for them. And I was thinking Timmy, Timmy. Oh, that's very cute. Tyler, <laughs> Imi, Tyler, Imogen, Brennan, Willis, Time. No, Timmy Brillis. <laughs> this is look. This is hard work. Tweet yeah. us at Neighbours Pod. We need a couple name. I'm sure people are already onto it. Mm. Uh, okay. So we finish off Wednesday with this event for the launch of the Cancer Centre. Yeah. Where would you have it? Not at Erinsborough Hospital, at the pub. Well, look, maybe the hospital doesn't have a function room because basically it only has two hospital rooms. They've got to have a calf because I know that they talk about the calf. That's true. That's true. Maybe they could have cleared out, you know, Dr. Nick's office slash blood donning centre. Slash um, nurse unit manager's office. Yeah. Probably they couldn't fit them all in there. So they're all at the waterhole and... Cody has told Georgia that her hearing's been postponed. Mm. It, it's, it seems very strange that this it doesn't seem to be following any sort of HR protocols. No, the, the hospital board has decided, no, we want to go to a brunch or whatever those drinks are. Yeah, and we won't tell her in person. We'll just let her kind of lawyer know as well. And Paul Paul is not well. So Paul's oh, again in his fine knits. He's struggling. He's, he's decided he can't make this announcement. Nah, he's struggle town. So instead of, you know, giving it to one of the other counsellors like Sue Parker, no, no, his um, PA who he's, you know, has been working with him for, I don't know. A couple uh, of weeks? Yeah, yeah. She can do it. Oh, and when she does give that speech, she essentially uses cancer as a metaphor for Paul Robinson. Mm. Like, or Paul Robinson. Like she likens Paul to cancer. It is. Look, it's just so bizarre and offensive that she's giving the speech. Yeah. No. And then the content of the speech is offensive. Mm. 
it's, what did she say? He's it's he's bad, but he fights. It was just yeah, awful. You don't want to be likened to cancer. <laughs> exactly, you are literally cancer when you're already an unpopular politician. Yeah, Georgia's looking deranged at this oh, event. By the Georgia. way, Georgia, she's stopped brushing her hair, and she's got like a permanent um, crazy look on her face. And she's got nothing to occupy her. I kind of know what she's going through because I'm freelance. So at the moment, my job just ended, and I have to find another one. And I roamed around the house the last couple of days, like. I B- forgot. Thinking up conspiracies? I just didn't know how to do life. I mm. was like, how were uh, send emails? Like, watch DVD? Like, I didn't know how. I didn't. Oh, look, if, if you're looking for some hot tips on how to, like, fill your <laughs> days with stuff, get on to Foxtel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we just got the, we got the Netflix trial, so we are sorted. But I do understand how Georgia was roaming around town, not quite knowing what mm. to do next. She's been suspended. And so she's like wandering up to Dr. Dick, calls him a liar in front of his niece. And yeah, she's she- like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's funny because it's moments like that where I forget that they're related. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, nah, look, Georgia, it's not looking good for her. Nah. Well, it comes to a head when she she blows off the cancer so, function. Launch. and The cancer function, the cancer center function and goes over to the Lasseter's Hotel and where? sweet talks the concierge into giving her Dick's well, room key. Sweet talks slash abusers yeah, such blackmails. And it was great actually because um she goes and you know his sister is your boss and you don't want to get her angry, <laughs> which is true to rage. You do not want to rage raging on you, but he's no idiot. He should know that the way to get to rage mad is to give out room keys to yeah. any rando that walks in Look, and asks for it. This is the poor guy who's replaced Christos. Oh, at the, yeah. At as well. He had like a week to learn everything. Uh, but already he's he's doing a better job than Christos True. anyway. Like, Christos would have just given that key straight yeah, away. He at least He'd asked. Been, oh, here you go. He asked a series of questions at least. Mm. So poor old guy. So Georgia gets up to the hotel suite. She... Immediately opens his laptop and starts scouring his computer. And he's got a file that he's labelled Georgia and put it on his desktop. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it had his typed up version of her bucket list. Yeah, which is okay. So he's clearly, he's looked at the list, committed it to memory and yeah. then raced upstairs and typed it up. That was amazing. Yeah. So he's got the whole list I mean, there. that's why he's a surgeon. It's really. a great memory. Yeah, yeah. So. But you know what? Look, okay. Plot hole one. It's a MacBook. It's, it'd be password protected. Sure. What, you know, like he's not really down with his um, computer security. No. So that's the first issue. If he's that concerned with patient files on his laptop. He doesn't even have a password on it. Secondly, don't save, the, don't save private stuff to your desktop. No. Like make a f- hidden folder for that stuff. Yeah. Also, and that could also be password protected Correct. too. Correct. So, well, furthermore, when Georgia wants to steal all of these files, she's, she's like she cleans out the entire computer. Okay. Another plot hole here. She p- copied his entire hard drive onto a USB stick. And it was, and I, I looked at the number, it was 58 gigabytes. 58 <laughs> gigabytes. I don't think they make USBs no. that, that nurses can afford no. that can fit all of that on there. And fit in her pocket too. Like, I have to get the big external hard drives just to store the backups of this podcast. <laughs> so, But what is she? She's like downloading system files onto the USB. <laughs> <laughs> she's not the brightest spark, it's, it's, is she? It's a MacBook, so she's got GarageBand on exactly. there. She's got iPhoto. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get home going, oh, sweet. I, but got, you know, I got pages for free. The great bit was she got it home to her own Mac in the end. Oh, it's yeah, all about yeah, the Macs. Yeah. Oh, it was great. And I think, okay, one of my tweets of the week, who said it? Oh, it was I'm Brett Bowman. Maybe Georgia copied the new eps of Game of Thrones as well as all of those files. <laughs> like oh man Kyle needs something new to watch we finished Better Call Saul let's get the new Game of Thrones oh I like that Jon Snow (laughs) Kyle would love Game of Thrones there's a lot of nudity a fair bit of violence too he'd love it yeah and then of course she's caught which Mm. I which I question as well how how fast is that event that he didn't stay around to schmooze with the other doctors no bullshit yeah and the and the and the council Mm. office he just thought all right Job done. I'm going home. Exactly. You think he'd at least butter up Paul a bit longer anyway. Yeah. Or Paul's assistant. Mm. So that's what we leave Wednesday with Georgia pocketing the USB as Dr. Dick bursts into the, his, um, his room. His room, which is, quote unquote, the um, lesser sexual harassment suite. Yes. The Waterhole is a destination for the whole family. 
friendly staff, delicious chef-prepared nachos, and fun for everyone with our dartboard, multi-generational speed dating nights, and medically certified house band, The Right Prescription. Want to blend into the background? Enjoy a mimed conversation in our vertical garden courtyard. Book now for your next event, and there probably won't be an explosion, but just in case, we reserve the right to retain your deposit. The Waterhole. It's not a hole anymore. This is Neighbours, you're with Vaya and Kate, and we're in the middle of this very intense scene where Dr. Dick has grabbed George's handbag and emptied it out because she's busted into his room. Yeah, yeah. He wants to know what she's taken. He's like, you've gone through my computer. Look, at this stage, Georgia needs to be on the front foot. You know, like, sure, she's being caught in his room, but she's caught, like, a heap of creepy evidence on his computer. Yeah. She needs to turn around and say, no, going to lay down the law here. You're a creepy stalker and I could be blackmailing you. Yeah, she could have said, I've already emailed it to the cloud or something. She could yeah, have yeah. Said, <laughs> she could have just made up stuff. I've already emailed this to Brennan, yeah. so get over yourself. But she had no excuses ready. Like, you had all that time while the concierge was faffing around. Yeah. She'd had no cover story. So she yeah. just went, I am in here. Yeah. <laughs> she, oh, yes, you've caught me. Yeah. <laughs> I shared nothing. So she's got the USB on her person. He practically threatens her, physically threatens mm. her. And then she grabs the phone, dials reception and says that the room's been broken into. Basically, yeah. dobs herself in. It was strange. Yeah. And to call the police. So they bring the police in. They haul Georgia down. And luckily, Kyle's just kind of hanging out the front, which is probably what he does most of the day yeah. anyway. He he's hasn't not, got any jobs. He's not, he doesn't, he's not doing any repair work. And the cop just kind of lets her wander over to Kyle and in the least subtle um, passing <laughs> of a concealed item ever, she just, like, pops it into his pocket. Or, they, or they, they hold hands and she gives him the USB. Yeah, yeah. And to continue the lack of discretion, the, the police walk off with Georgia and Kyle just opens up his hand and picks... And and what's this? <laughs> <laughs> tries to figure out what the USB is, this amazing USB that holds 52 mm. gig of storage, of yeah, data. Yeah. And at this point, at the cop shop, the darkened cop shop, Georgia is waiting and wants Toadie to be called in, her lawyer. She's lawyering yeah. up. She's toadying up. Yeah. So at this point, the cops are saying, well, you can bring Toadie in, but look, you're pretty much incriminated here. Like you were caught breaking and entering. and That doesn't sound right to me because I think you can call your lawyer in at any stage. It's not like you're in the principal's office yeah. at school. Well, you've got the right to mm. legal representation. Mm. So Another dark day for Erinsborough Police. Yes, literally, because it's pretty dark in there. And at this point, Kyle is the voice of reason and is telling Georgia – like, what are you doing here? You've, yeah. You're breaking the law. You need to go easy. She's like, we need to get the USB. We need to work out what's on there. It's incriminating him. She's, he's like, no, mate. Like, yeah. you're in deep. We need to get rid of this. And look, I've seen enough law and order. And look, trust me, I have seen enough. She's, it's the chain of evidence is stuffed now anyway. Yeah. You know, she's been on the computer. She could have planted those files on his computer. True. Yeah. Mm. So... Carl has to come round and tell Georgia that the board has fired her. No one from the board. That board. Oh, look, this is what, – what has happened to the HR procedures at Erinsborough Hospital? Because, A, Carl isn't Georgia's boss. No. Um, and – so What about it, that nurse unit manager we had the other week? She could have come in to exactly. deliver the news. Oh, I, I would think it would have to be someone from HR, someone really senior – yeah, and like, but no, the board was too busy knocking back the mimosas that we know the waterhole offers. <laughs> yes, that the, the, that, the, that the law students in <laughs> yeah. their blazers were knocking back. So that the board didn't deliver the news to Georgia. Carl's just basically said, "Well, we're not going to have a hearing because you're just sacked." Yeah, this this is so bizarre yeah. that unfair dismissal laws. For yeah, sure, you, like, cover this. deal with her suspension first, and then make a decision about what exactly. to do with her after that. Yeah. So it's just a shamozzle. One another thing I picked up then was that Dr. Dick's sitting at his computer, deleting files, <laughs> and then to rage barges in, and he gets like this, he's all startled that she's coming. Yeah, like a teenage what, boy looking. What at is porn. going on at Lassiter's? Like every hotel I've ever been to has a swipe card, and you swipe, you can hear the <laughs> as yeah. A, yeah, and then then the door unlocks. But no, at Lassiter's, to rage can just barge straight into a room. She's perfected the art. She did it with yeah. Dad Cop and Shazza. <laughs> and he's giving her grief and she's like, no, I've, I've given the concierge a warning. And he's like, that's not good enough. And at this point, Tarage says to Dr. Dick, look, I know you're all pissed off about the bet that you made on Georgia oh. and how you got caught. And I just think, pull up the pony. So now, not only does 
Okay, Paul Robinson know about the bet. Yeah. Dr. Carl knows about the bet. All of George's friends and family know about the bet. And now his sister. sister. Georgia has a could build a very strong case yeah. to sue him for sexual harassment. She's got like 12 witnesses. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. This is messed up. So we'll leave them because that's just making me angry. <laughs> now we get over to Paul's Paul. penthouse where Sue's... No, Nosy Sue Parker's there. Yeah, she's uh, paying out on him because he got his assistant to give his speech. Fair enough. Yeah, very valid point. <laughs> And she sees him sucking down on an icy pole. On a Zupa Dupa. And I have to say, a gold Logie to Paul for the, the most poignant Zupa Dupa eating in 2015. <laughs> he looked so sad. Like, yeah, he's. I think maybe we might need to get a screen cap of Paul Zupa Dupa. for yeah. sure. That's why he's, he's one of the veteran actors on the show. He, he knows how to do it. <laughs> So Sue's already, you know, nosy. Sue Parker's nosing around. Yeah. She's picking up that he's on anti-nausea yeah. medication. And he's unwell. So oh, yeah. she's, she's all sus that Carl is going to run oh, for Oh, yeah. Me. So she sees Carl with council documents and he's like, why mm. are you reading those? And he's got no excuse. No one ever has excuses for when they're doing underhanded business in public places. Yeah, exactly. But that's because they're always doing underhanded yeah. business. <laughs> it's like, don't look at that stuff in the coffee shop. But Take also, it home. Um, then Sue says, oh, are you going to run for mayor? No, that's not how the Australian political system works. You run for, to be a councillor and then you're elected mayor right. from that. I'm just, I've got an issue with a lot of the names here. So we've got Sue, we've got Susan, we've got Kyle, we've, we've got, got Carl. Carl, we've got Kyle and Tyler. Uh-huh. Uh, just get, get, in, get a name book, Neighbours Writers, because this is driving me nuts. <laughs> and then we end with Paul. <gasps> oh, yeah. Pretty sad. With his hair loss. Yeah, a, a clump of the rug has fallen out. Oh, because he's on the chemo that he doesn't need and mm. it's poisoning him. And we end Paul's moment with him making the decision to announce publicly that he's got the kank, he's got phokemia, <laughs> and he's got to stand down. Um, yeah. And so he calls this media throng together, the ones that used to follow him around the yeah. nursery for But he can't get onto Daniel, though. That's really sad. Why can't he get onto Daniel? I know. Look, What's ob- Daniel got on? Daniel obviously wasn't looking for the smoke at signals in the sky. See, like, he's next door comforting his bereaved girlfriend. Mm. Go next door and tell your nephew. Yeah. <laughs> That you've got, that you're sick. So at that point, he announces to everyone that he's got cancer, and Doctor Dick walks in, and obviously, yeah. and his whole secret is uncovered. Yeah. He's crapping himself at yeah. this stage. So we finish off the week with Friday, and Paul has just given his announcement again in the waterhole. Like, have this meeting at the council offices. Exactly. How about a bit of gravitas? He could have had it done at the murder pavilion. <laughs> what do we normally call it? No, oh, sorry, the murder rotunda. <laughs> murder pavilion. Murder pavilion sounds a bit classier, doesn't it? Also that it's extended out. <laughs> have, have your wedding reception in our deluxe murder pavilion. Yeah. <laughs> Can seat 200 guests. So, yeah, he's just realised he's forgotten to tell Daniel because Daniel's walked in as well. Yeah, and Daniel's just crestfallen in his normal way. Because yeah. clearly his parents don't want a bar of him anymore. His uncle Paul is all he's got left. Yeah. Scott and Charlene aren't checking in on yeah, Daniel after and- his fiance's father died. Yeah. Oh, and and then um, he's all like, "Oh, how come you didn't tell me about it?" And Paul's like, "Oh no, you've had a lot on your plate." What? Like, no, he hasn't. He barely ever works at the off-air well, bar. He, he got out of the well in one piece. Yeah. He was down a well. <laughs> And he may or may not have impregnated a woman in that time. Yeah. But look, I reckon Daniel, he'd be going, oh, I've got some great homeopathic cures for you here. Oh, yeah. We can use some of the decaf for like a caffeine. Well, decaf amina for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably why Paul didn't want to tell Daniel. He's like, I don't want his airy-fairy nonsense. Yeah, I want um, Dr. Dick's w- secret medicine. drugs. Yeah. I want his new drugs in my system. Exactly. So... Uh, uh, news has spread all around the street that Paul is ill. Yeah. And we have, look, our issue is Paul is the shonkiest of shonk on mm. this street. He's the queen. The, I always call him the queen. He is. He's, well, he's actually the landlord for a lot of them as well. Oh, yeah. He owns Tarage's house and he owns um, Sheila's house. Yeah. So he's very savvy in a business sense, mm. but also in terms of the schemes of the street, he's usually the ringleader. And the brains behind it. So my problem with this is that surely a guy who's 
across schemes mm. will seek a second opinion when the guy who wants to build a cancer centre suddenly diagnoses him with cancer after he's had no evidence of sickness for this God, whole time. For God's sakes, Melbourne has an excellent cancer hospital in it, Peter Mac. And a few other, yeah. like, specialised wards and, and centres. Mm. So... You go off to the Olivia Newton-John Wellness Centre. He could have called up ONJ personally. I'm sure he's got connections. If he can get Nina Tucker down, exactly, he can get. She she's only a couple of degrees separated to Olivia. Precisely. So anyway, Georgia's suspicious. She thinks there's more to this. Yep. And look, she's really turned into Detective Georgia. Instead of being every nurse Georgia, she's Detective one. Because Constable Mechanic, like normally it would be him that's detecting. Yeah, yeah. His his little ears would have perked up. Yeah, but he's got he's got a full plate trying to do his constable duties at the moment, and. There's a lovely scene where Naomi shaves Paul's head for him. There's a good 30 yes. seconds of head shaving. Now, I, we've disagreed on this, on <laughs> but I got a real kind of, you know, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore ghost oh. clay scene out of that. <laughs> Are you envisaging Paul's head as a lump of clay? Yes, I am. And like she's tenderly caressing his head. <laughs> she did do a very good head caress. It's almost like she's trained in head scalp massage. Yes. Like she's been in a hairdressing salon. But um, we actually saw Paul's head being shaved on the um, Neighbours YouTube channel right, a couple right. of months ago, wasn't it? Um, you don't record? Well, you, you may that? have. Oh, you didn't you see that? I may not have clicked through. Oh, because um, so Naomi, like, you know, just shaved the first bit of his head. Oh. But then uh, they did it in the makeup chair for the last part oh, of it. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I yeah. did see him. Like, he came into my work to do a thing. Mm. And I saw him with his shaved head because they, yeah. they had to put a wig on him for this character who was playing over the shaved head. Well, on, on the neighbour's video, they um, were saying that he looks like he's from Breaking Bad now. <laughs> he does look extra edgy. Mm. He look, Yeah, he looks he, pretty good. He, he does suits rock. Him. He rocks the nude nut. Yeah, it suits him. Yeah. And she buys um, Paul a beanie. That beanie, though, Paul looked extra pathetic in that beanie. Yeah, what did you you guys call him? I said he looked like Noddy, but then um, (laughs) somebody else said to me, I was Knickknack Ninja, said he looked like Dopey, one of the seven dwarfs. Oh, And he he does. does. Oh, that's Mm. really cute. I think we need to upload the picture. Yes, um, we're side by side. Yeah, Dopey and Paul. Mm. And can Noddy, can we do a whole... Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll put it together. Can we do who wore it better? (laughs) Exactly. And um, look, if you can think of any other kind of um, you know fictional yes. character that Paul looks like, maybe that can be our Beamley question. Yeah. We'll ask at the end, but get onto Beamley and we'll ask who who you think he looks yeah. like in a yeah. beanie. Now we'll jump over to the Turners. They've been quiet all week. Amber dropped her baby bombshell, and then we just didn't hear from her till Friday. Mm. There's a lot of crooked cop talk. Lauren and Brennan have decided they need to pursue this with the AFP. <sighs> the AFP who meet with Brennan, the federal police, hold their meetings in the in, local coffee in, shop. Yeah, in Harold's. Look, Brennan brought all of this upon himself. He shouldn't have covered up for um, dead cop. Yeah. He's, he's just in the whole world of trouble. So he's just got to suck it up. And now Lauren wants to tell the kids... And so they sit the kids down. They don't Skype Mason in. They don't put him on speakerphone. They just tell the two younger kids that their Look, dad's I, I corrupt. I think it's beyond Munter, to be honest, to do <laughs> Skype. Well, they could, they could have called him and put the phone on speaker yeah. and he could have heard, they could have had the family meeting All together. you'd hear is, oh, Christ, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so... Look, Amber's taking it hard. She's having a DNM with Paige by the pool. Like she's all oh, sad, yeah. and she's all like, "Oh, you know, Dad would have been a great grandpa." And I was like, "Excuse me, your dad would have completely lost his shit if he'd found out that his eighteen-year-old daughter was pregnant." Up the duff, he would yeah. have blown a gasket. Like that would not mm. have been okay. No, he would have gone after, well, um, Daniel or Pastori, Josh, both of them. Yeah, with his truncheon, Ta- taking them both out. <laughs> Suits me fine. Bailey's got another cork at this point. He screams at Constable Mechanic and he's like, do you even do any of your own police work? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Truth bombs. I mean, the most police work Brennan's ever done is when he's a mechanic. So it's a fair point. I know. And one thing I noticed on the um, Turner's couch was that one of Toadie and Sonia's cushions was there. Okay. So you have an eye for detail. I do. This is kind of your field of work design. You notice... Housing. You watch a lot of the block and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this, this cushion. It's a few years old. It's been sitting in Toadie's house for years now. Yeah. And suddenly it's just turned up in the Turner's house. This is very strange. 
I wonder what the explanation for that is. Maybe the Turners, when they were down on their luck, they just started stealing homewares from other houses. <laughs> oh, we might be able to get five bucks for this on, on eBay. Maybe they've got a Buddha statue from Priya's house where the Brennans are living. <laughs> so they, their couch is going to be like that purple velvet number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at this point, Daniel's upset because... Uncle P is sick and Amber's upset because of everything. Well, because she's morning sick. Morning sick and morning. Mm. Morning M-O-R-N and morning Mm. M-O-U-R-N. And Daniel says, Paul didn't tell me he was sick. I can't cope with this from now on. seriously, mate. You are the worst fiancé ever. (laughs) Your fiancé's dad just died. Lay off winching to her for a while. So he's making her promise, hashtag no secrets. Like no secrets, all honesty from now on. Mm. And Amber goes along with that. And Paige at this point gives Amber probably the worst piece of advice Mm. you could give a person, which is, uh, look, you don't know who the baby daddy is. Why don't you just not tell Daniel anything? Just shut Mm. up about it. Shut your trap. He doesn't need to know you hooked up with Josh. Deal with this when you've had a DNA test and you can figure it out. Well, look, to be honest, you might be on your Pat Malone there because it seemed to be the <laughs> consensus on Twitter was don't tell Daniel that it mightn't be his baby. I mean, he and Pistori Josh look really similar. True. She'd be able to pass off this baby as being Daniel's regardless. But there's only so far you can take it before there's a medical issue. Oh, yeah. And look, they need look, to compare records. It's a soap. It's got to come out anyway, but... Um, and she's went. She's gone eight days, and she's already blabbing. Yeah. How's she going to go the next ten months? Yeah. And so we'll get to that because this is ties in with Friday's cliffhanger, mm. and we'll go back to the Cannings. So Sheila, Colette, Nans gathered up the troops. She mm. said, "Old mate Paul, he's sick. He's got leukemia. We need to go around there and show support. Let's take over a casserole mm. to a man who has room service whenever he wants it for free." So they traipse on over there. And Dr. Dick's there hanging out on the couch. Mm. Thankfully without his weighing out. And yeah, no, he doesn't know about the man shed. He's not welcome. <laughs> At this point, if I was Georgia, I would have just done an about yeah, face and gone, exactly. I'll come back later. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't just walk in there. And she looked like a teenager, a sullen teenager walking in. For the rest of this episode, she is treated like a teenage girl and acts like mm. one. They offer their support. They pay their respects to Paul. Sorry about your sickness. They Here's your casserole. They say, can we do anything to help? And Paul just looks at Georgia and says, actually, you can help. You can butt out of all of this. Lay off my doctor, Dr. Dick. Stop giving him a hard time. Get rid of your vendetta and just grow up. And Georgia mm. looked like she was about to burst into tears, and I would have if I were her. Mm. And she's like, okay, well, I, I won't get in the way of your treatment and then runs out of there. Yeah. It, it's just so stupid, this, isn't it? Because it can all be solved with a simple sexual harassment suit. Exactly. And it can also be solved by um, Paul getting a second opinion on his <laughs> phokemia. Going, oh, it's getting a bit complicated with the local doctor. He doesn't even have a hospital to work at, really. He doesn't have a cancer centre. He's got like a, a spare room at Erinsborough yeah, Hospital. he's gone, it's getting a bit messy. I'm just going to call in a new someone new. Exactly. So that's problematic. And then we finish off the week. Daniel's down in the dumps. He's suddenly made it all about him. Mm. Poor old Amber's got to pull herself out of the doldrums and console her fiancé. And she says, look, chin up. We, it's all going to be okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not, not everything's bad at the moment. Because I've got some happy news. I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Great. So, look, she's told him some of the information. Yeah. She has left out a significant chunk of this. Yeah, yeah. In that it mightn't be his child. Yeah. And, look, he's pretty wrapped. I, look, oh, he's if, if I was him, though, I'd have to say you'd possibly need a lobotomy to be him. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, geez, I'm what? You know, like 20. He's 22. Two, yeah. 22. Oh, crap. I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> he's older than Paige. Oh, yeah. Creeper. He was pretty wrapped when he found out they got to keep Bouncer too, the other Labrador. <laughs> so he's going to be pretty happy with a baby. Yeah. Uh, and that's the bombshell. So we leave it. And at this point, I kind of don't care what she does because i'm no. really disappointed that like, she hasn't gone she hasn't been at uni for months mm. she said should of instead of should have the other day <laughs> like her intellect's gone down the tubes no. No, well she's got baby brain already already <laughs> but it kicks in I at mean, the moment of conception you don't know where your car keys are no. <laughs> the thing is i'm 100 percent sure that this is baby pastori josh it's got to be it's, it's got to be, be otherwise Daniel. otherwise why raise it unless it's going to come out 
that she cheated on him with Josh and they spill the beans for nothing and it ends up being Daniel's. Yeah. Oh. Like the same with Sky and Stingray and Dylan, the Timmonses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're across that yep. because of your Beamley article. My Beamley article way. about baby daddy bombshells because she has thought it could be Stingray's and it all came out and then in the end it was Dylan's anyways. So it didn't matter. Yeah. We don't need a baby. We don't need another little Aryan baby on that no, street. No, Look, the baby's going to be blonde. She could, she could just get her period next week. Exactly. Basically. Problem over. <laughs> Turns out I just miscalculated. One moment we haven't covered this week yeah. was um, Sonia on Friday got some got a, picked up some dinner from <laughs> from the waterhole. Yeah, this is because apparently it's a takeaway venue. Oh, as well. yes, the candies are always getting takeaway, but also because so Naomi's ditched Brennan for the umpteenth time and he's got no dinner date. Oh yeah, so he's yeah, like because he can't just have a night in by himself. No. Yeah, so he's like might as well go hang out with my best mate Nell and Sonia will be there too, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sonia has picked up dinner from the waterhole and it's a lasagna, must be a bloody big lasagna, because it costs $30. $30. So a couple of things that could explain this. It's an actual full-sized tray of lasagna. It'd want to be feeding at least five people for 30 bucks. <laughs> and I don't think local restaurants do entire trays of lasagna. No, but to be honest, if it's a tray of lasagna, I'd be expecting to get it from Harold's. For sure. Yeah. And secondly... It's not an Italian restaurant. No. <laughs> And I actually, true story, got a craving for lasagna after that, after mm. the, Sonia bought lasagna. So I had it for takeaway last oh, night. Oh, nice. Cost how, not, how much? Okay, $19. Look, it wasn't a great deal, but it came with a side of veg. came with all the trimmings. Oh, takeaway <laughs> with all the trimmings. <laughs> came with a side of veg, chips or veg you could choose. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and was it one person serve or two? One person. Okay. So... Either it was just a rip-off and she had to share her little pissy lasagna with Brennan. Oh, look, clearly it just looked like a Sarah Lee lasagna. (laughs) Just go to the supermarket, buy one and bang it in the oven. Yeah. And so what's your theory? Oh, my theory is a $30 lasagna, she's like clearly, it's it's just drugs inside there. (gasps) They're running a scam? Yeah. At the waterhole? Yeah. She's just asked for it with extra, you know, parmesan. You know what that is. I don't know. but (laughs) Well, in that case, it's a great deal for a lasagna. (laughs) Maybe I need to check under the plastic container mine came in to see what other goodies were awaiting me. So that's it. That's the week. Mm. Couple of tweets of the week. My tweet of the week was from Kenny Young. He's talking about Imogen dating Tyler. No, Imogen, you've already dated Mason. Don't date Mason (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. I give Tyler Brennan a lot more credit than calling him Mason 2.0. He's just a sweet guy (laughs) that gets in with the wrong crowd. And doesn't wear enough clothes. Oh, this is a great point from at Presley23. Sorry, but I'm finding Paige to be a total hypocrite right now. She's excusing Amber cheating on Daniel, but Imogen was a skank? Fair point. Uh, She caught one sister's a skank for texting another guy. Amber's fine. She can sleep with whoever she wants. Amber's up shit creek, though. (laughs) (laughs) And this is from at Erinsborough underscore, who's in the UK and is two weeks behind, and they just had the Facebook hacking Mm storyline. And their tweet was, what was George's password? I heart Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) And also jump onto Beamly, beamly beamly.com, the neighbours show page. And we want you to tell us who wore it better. Paul, (laughs) Noddy, Dopey from the Seven Dwarves. Or anybody else you can think of. Someone of of your choosing. And before we wrap up, we have to announce the winner of our esteemed prize. Yes, the Neighbours 30 Years CD, music from the iconic Australian TV series. And we, we went through this because some of this I don't think we've ever heard on the show. All right, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered Garbage's Cherry Lips on Neighbours because I would have gone, oh, international artist. <laughs> and Frente's Ordinary Angels, that was, one of my, that was my jam yeah. when I was like 11 years old. If you're in the UK, look that up. Oh, Top-notch early 90s. Frente role. is yeah. fantastic. Angie Hart still performs and is mm. beautiful. You should look her up and get her stuff. Mm. Sidetrack, you won't get any of that except for Ordinary Angels on this CD. No. <laughs> um, but you know, my favourite detail about this CD is that um, Letting You Know by Georgia Brooks is credited on it. Not Saskia Hempelay, whatever her name is. Um, Georgia Brooks. Yeah, because Born to Try is on there and it doesn't say Born to Try by Nina Tucker. No, it says Born to Try Delta Goodrum. <laughs> Very peculiar. Yeah, really weird. And it's, it's look, it's a yeah, strange I should be so lucky. Track. Kylie Minogue, not Charlene 
um, Robinson? No. And we had an email from someone who lamented the fact that Sam Clark's version of Ringo, Ringo's yeah, yeah. version of Suddenly Didn't Get a Guernsey. Oh, yeah. Well, look, to be honest, when I walked down the aisle, it was to Angry Anderson. It wasn't to <laughs> old Sam Clark. And so the winner is Chris, who is at Kerm84 on Twitter. Yay! From the UK. Congratulations. Uh, so we will send it to you. Don't know how, lo- don't know how long things take to get there. It's probably it's on neighbours' time. It'll probably get to you in two weeks, just like well, the show. Look, we can give it to Dr. Carl when he next goes over. Drop us a line on Twitter at Neighbours Pod and on Facebook and on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a review. Please do. That means you're awesome, Kate. Thank you for coming back and oh, introducing us to Baby Madge. So exciting! It's great to be back from She's maternity the leave. Cutest little thing. <laughs> And you are at Remude on Twitter. I am indeed. And I'm at Vaya Pashos. And we'll catch you next week, which will be the last one before a tiny little hiatus. So I can... Uh... Vaya's having her own bump watch. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, that's a cliffhanger. No, no. Oh, yeah, I do. I don't know who it was. And yeah. I, like, I'm knocked up and it was seven days ago. Uh, no, I just need to... There's nothing in the tank. I need to build up some more neighbours stamina. <laughs> Um, and CJ will be back and we'll catch you next time. Great. See ya. Hold up. 